even adults do cry. There are adults who hyperventilate by just telling them, put your face in the water. If I performed well, she was going to give me that as a present. And she delivered. Like, it's a no-brainer. You must be disciplined. As I qualify for the Olympics, like, these people are amazing. Mm-hmm. You're there for support. You're not yeah. there to be this At woman. that point, I was still in my early 20s. I didn't know what direction my life was taking. Let your child just blossom into it. Hello, listeners, and welcome to another thrilling episode of Africa Sports Collective. I'm your host, Hunter, and today we embark on a journey through the thrilling world of sports across the continent of Africa. Today we have a special guest. Um, she's a rising star in the swim world in East Africa. Um, Winnie, welcome to the show. Thank you. All right, so let's just get started here. Just tell us a little bit about yourself. What brought you to Rhonda? Who you are? How'd you get started in swimming? Okay, thank you so much, Hunter. Um, my name is Wimi Nduta Wanjiru. I'm a Kenyan, uh, based here in Kigali, Rwanda. I'm a swimming coach, a lifeguard, and also I just recently started scuba diving. So yeah, water is my world. <laughs> so you're scuba diving also? Yes, I'm an um, open water certified now. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. That is very interesting. <laughs> so how deep is the water? Um, the deepest I've gone so far is 20 meters. And I did that in December, which was so exciting. <laughs> wow. That's, that's amazing. So yeah. what's your earliest memory of swimming? Like, when did you start? Um, well, uh, the first memory, the earliest that I can recall was uh, when I was eight years old. And my mom took me to Kasarani Sports Center, uh, formerly known as the Mo International Sports Center in Kenya. And uh, that was the first time I went inside a pool and I was overwhelmed because it was huge. I had never seen so much water in my life. <laughs> Because uh, the place where I grew up, it's basically a landlocked place. Mm. It's not uh, close to the coastal region. So I wasn't used to seeing so much water. And I got in and uh, I got, I imbibed some water, you know, when you mm-hmm. don't know how to swim. And I got scared and I didn't get in the pool until the age of 20. Really? Yes. Wow. <laughs> I think I, I also, one of the last guests or guests we had before, I had a similar experience like my dad, like, I was two or three. I remember this vividly. And Mm -hmm. he basically just threw me into the pool and he was like, you're going to learn how to swim. And I remember my mom was on the side. She was crying. She was like, this is my only son. (laughs) I know. You know, (laughs) this is my baby. And and my dad was like, you're going to learn. Oh, my God. You know, but ever since then, he was just like, because he was a lifeguard as well. And so, um, yeah, I had no choice. He was like, you have to learn mainly for survival. So, yeah, you know, for I guess just. (laughs) To understand, like, what? Why did your mom think the swim idea would be good? Like, what? What made her bring you to the pool? Um, for her, she had just gotten paid, and it was something that I had been asking since I had my friends talk about it, and I thought it was cool. So she promised me if I performed well, she was going to give me that as a present, and she delivered. But unfortunately, <laughs> neither of us knew how to swim. <laughs> she delivered all. She she delivered all right. Yeah, she, yeah. She took me there, and she was like, "Okay, there is the pool. Now do your thing." I'm like. I only know how to shower. So do my thing. What do you expect me to do? (laughs) And I got in and I tried to mimic what I could see from the other kids around the baby pool. Mm -hmm. And let me say, (laughs) it was not the best experience. (laughs) It was not the best experience. But um, later on in life, I got to love the sport. And here I am as a coach. That is amazing. So let's let's talk about that. Mm -hmm. So 
what made you start a swim program? And like, did you start in Kenya originally and then yes. you came to Rwanda? Yes, I started my career in Kenya. Okay. Uh, first of, um, let, me, let me just give a short story of how it started. Yeah, sure. So I met my friend who was then uh, the competition secretary at the Kenya Swimming Federation in uh, Kenya, of course. And her name was Caroline Zioki. May she rest in peace. And she's the one who took me to my first swimming competition. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was like, uh, I didn't have a job back then. And she was like, uh, what are you doing? I have some, this gig I would like you to go and see. And I was like, oh, sure, why not? And we went and uh, that was the first time I saw people swimming competitively. And I was in love. I was in love. I, at the end of it, I went to her and I was like, you know what? This is what I want to do. Because at that point, I was still in my early 20s. I didn't know what direction my life was taking. And from watching how people felt the moment the, the referee blew his mm-hmm. whistle and they got into that water, there was just something surreal about it. And I was like, this is it. Wow. This wow. is it. Yeah. That is amazing. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. So how long have you had your swim program? Um, in Kenya, I have, wow, it has been long. <laughs> um, let's say about 10 years now. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And how many, exactly. how many students have you trained or, or taught in Kenya <laughs> throughout those 10 years? Oh my goodness. So many, so many, especially beginners mm-hmm. and mostly I've specialized with people who undergone trauma. That's kind of like my sweet spot. <laughs> okay. I'd like to believe that I'm really good with that. Yeah. And, um, beginners are like, cause I took up swimming when I was older and mm-hmm. like most people, when they take it up, when they are little ones, I took it up in my twenties. And I was like, I would really love to help a lot of people mm. to have this opportunity so that they are not in their twenties and that's when they think about it. So I think, yeah, that's it. So you, you talked about trauma. Yeah. Um, so could you elaborate on what that, what that looks like and okay. how do you approach someone with trauma, for example, as mm-hmm. opposed to like a beginner? Okay. Um, so you'll find a lot of adults that I have encountered have either seen somebody drown or they have themselves encountered a near drowning experience, or they have heard about it. And, you know, we are humans. We are prone to, you know, uh, suck emotions from other, other people, from mm-hmm. seeing, you know, all of that. So most of them, you find that in school, they had trainers who literally threw them in the water, as opposed to gently, you know, welcoming you into the water, like you just told me a few <laughs> moments ago, how your dad did. And that is traumatic. Because your perception of the water will always be negative. Mm-hmm. You'll always think of, associate it with the danger. Yeah. Yes, water is dangerous. Don't get me wrong. But how you're introduced to it makes a whole difference. I remember when, when I originally learned, I didn't know any better. You know, so I'm, I'm, I'm two or three and I'm, I'm just like, whatever. Like I'm, and then I, I just remembered like, going under and I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, what, what is happening? You know, I know I but know. he was right there and he was like, Relax. Yeah. And ever since then, you know, yeah. it was it was a lot easier. So true, true, true. that is interesting about yeah. the trauma. I think yeah. that's a big part of why people don't swim. Yes. So like someone like their their cousin drowned or they've seen people drown or yeah. they're just afraid of water, you true, know, and, true, and true. I, I couldn't really I can imagine how that is. Yeah. So, you know, as a coach, um, like what qualities must like a good swimmer possess? At the top of my head, the number one quality that I look for in a swimmer especially if I want you to be competitive or any other swimmer, let's just talk about all the swimmers, discipline, 
that is like, it's a no brainer. You must be disciplined. Disciplined in that if training is at one, I expect you to be there in the water at one. Not, not no, showing up at no, one no, o'clock. No, 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 not showing up at one o'clock, you know. Number two, patience. A lot of people come to me today. They tell me, okay, how long, like uh, I do 30 minutes lessons for kids, not more, especially beginners. No matter how good they are, no matter how confident I do 30 minutes. Reasons being there's a few factors to it. The water is cold. Um, the weather might not be good. And kids, attention span is this small. You That's know? true. So people come to me and they expect uh, my child is 11 years old. I want them to swim for an hour. And I want them. And uh, the mentality that these people have is that this child will be Michael Phelps in the next two months. As much as I'm a magician, I don't think <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you can be Michael Phelps in two months. Because yeah. at the end of the day, if you look at his life, his story and everything, it's he possible. has been training for so long, so yeah. many hours, never missed a training session, you know, all of that. So there's all these factors. So patience and proper discipline. I like yeah. that. Yeah. I like that. So you talk about the parents and whatnot as well. So how do we how do we get more youth? to be involved in swimming, to understand that swimming's a cool sport to do because, you know, that I know there's several very good, um, like African, yeah. African-Americans that qualify yeah. for the Olympics. Like these people are amazing. True. You know? So how do we encourage more people to take up the sport? I think uh, the number one thing that we, uh, we as a community should do, I think mostly we should get uh, funding from especially the governments that we are, uh, wherever we are in. Um, if the governments uh, participated more in sensitizing the public about uh, the importance of swimming, because mm. if you look at it, swimming is the only sport that you can do even way in your 90s. You're right, right. You know? exactly. It doesn't impact your joints and all of that. It's actually doctors recommend it more than running and riding a bicycle and all of that. You know? Exactly. So if there was more public sensitization about it, then people would be attracted to the sport. Also making uh, swimming available to people from all walks of lives. Mm. Like uh, for instance, if you were to go to a shop to buy a swimming costume, it's expensive. Right now people are battling, am I going to buy food or am I going to buy a swimming costume? It's a choice that I think we shouldn't be forced to make, you know? Because uh, if we had more funding towards swimming, that would really help out. You know, mm. if uh, there were more institutions coming up and teaching swimming as a you know career path as a sport, you know, like uh, I've seen more, more, a lot of uh, organizations coming up to support uh, sports, other sports disciplines like basketball, soccer, and mm. all of that. So if we had funding from people like that towards swimming, I think it would really make a huge difference yeah yeah i i, I agree um i think sometimes also it's more it's just you know encouraging people to get in the water Definitely. you know i think it's yeah. the the phobia of, of the water and like the unknown yeah. even though like in a pool you can see yeah you know? um, but i think the focus i remember like my mom mm -hmm. yeah yes. my, my mom may be listening yeah. it's okay it's okay she's <laughs> petrified the water like uh -oh. like you know my my yeah my, some of my family, they they've never learned how to swim, you uh, know, and I was just, and my dad was like, well, maybe, you know, you, you never know when you may have to, to swim. save your life. True, true. Uh-huh. So true. You, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta be ready for that. You, you know, have, so. You have to. Plus uh, the other thing that you, people would really need to actually consider, like mm -hmm. there's this thing about global warming. Like if you look at it, we just discussed this January has been different from other right. January's, yeah? That's it true. has been raining more. 
So this means that flooding is an occurrence, like especially in, back in my country, there has been a lot of flooding this month, you know? Right. So if you're equipped with the swimming skills, you'll be able to save not only yourself, but your loved ones. Exactly. You see? So it's very essential and crucial for people to learn how to swim. Uh, I like that. Yeah. I like that. Mm. Um, so what, what advice would you give parents like wanting to get their children involved in, in swimming in Rwanda and Kenya, mm-hmm. you know, throughout Africa, like how, how would you encourage them? Um, I would encourage them to start them early. <laughs> Let's start with that. As soon as your kid can sit and you have access to a pool and mm-hmm. you can afford it, get a trainer. Mm-hmm. Yes, the process will be long, especially toddlers. Tod- toddlers will take a longer time to learn than adults, but it's just the essential skills that they need to survive. Not proper stroke technique and all of that. No, survival, you know. Mm-hmm. So get them in the water as early as you can. Number two, be patient. Remember, you're not the coach in this situation. Let the professionals be the professionals. Don't be all up in uh, the coach's face. I want you to do this. I want you to do that. Just because you saw it on TikTok or mm-hmm, Instagram. Mm-hmm. People will always post things that are beautiful. People don't post the crying child who's when, especially because I've experienced it because mm-hmm. I teach uh, toddlers, I teach across all age groups. Right. Kids do cry. Even adults do cry. There are adults who hyperventilate by just telling them, put your face in the water. Right. So right. if you're not patient as a parent, how do you expect me to do my job? You're constantly on my ear. Oh, you know, you said by 12 lessons, my child will be swimming from the... Na, 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 na. Yes, I gave you a plan. But at the end of the day, each swimmer is different. Yeah. Every person, just like in a normal class, mathematics, your 30 kids in the class, there are those who will get an A. There are those who will get an A from the other end, you know? Mm-hmm. So like the patience is very important. Also, make sure that you're encouraging your kids I like that. to like the sport. Because a lot of uh, parents put their own expectations into the swimmers. No, let your child just develop at their own uh, speed, pace. Mm-hmm. You're there for support. You're yeah. not there to be the swimmer. Let your child just blossom into it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like that. Yeah. So I feel like sometimes it, for me, like training like basketball, for example, yeah. some some parents like live through their, their children. Exactly. You know so they're exactly. like, he's going to be the next Michael mm-hmm. Jordan. I'm just like, Mm-mm. possibly. Maybe, but, yeah. <laughs> but let's just take our time. You exactly. know, like he's just learning how to tie his shoe. Exactly. You know, like he doesn't know how to tie his shoe. So let's just take our time with these people. Exactly. You know, I think, I think that's important. Yeah. So what's one of your favorite moments um, in like a swim competition? Um, any, like, you any. know. Yeah. So I'll go back to the story that I gave you at the beginning, the first time that I watched a swimming competition. So it was the, was it the level one or level two? It was a qualifiers for an international event. And they had this event where all the swimmers, all the best swimmers from all the heats were put together and they had to race um, the Ironman. That's Mm. what they called it. And there's this one swimmer who stood out for me. So they, they were to race the butterfly. 25 meters and his name was Billy Rakose. He's a Burundian swimmer. And the moment they got in that water, like it's, it was like they were surfing the air. Wow. It was so beautiful. I have never forgotten it. And that really made me fall in love with swimming even more just by watching that one event. Wow. It was beautiful. That is amazing. Yeah. That is definitely amazing. <laughs> yeah. So um, one, one question I have for you mm-hmm. is, how has swimming like 
you know, how have you used lessons in swimming mm-hmm. to apply to like your life? Like you talked about discipline, you yeah. talked about um, consistency or yeah. somewhere, something around that yeah, nature. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like how, how have you used what you learned in swimming, mm-hmm. you know, deep breaths, meditate, like <laughs> all of those things. Like how, how have you applied that to your life? Uh, before I, I got into the swimming world, I was never a patient person. Yeah, I know, I know, I mask it really well. Um, I never truly grasped the value of patience. Okay. Um, I used to be the kind of person, um, if one thing is not working in the next 10 seconds, I'm done. Are you still like that? Uh, No. (laughs) Since I became a coach, and especially since I started swimming, I understood the value of patience. Wow. And especially when you're coming from Kenya, you know, everything is rushed. Oh man. Oh, uh, yes, yes. It's hectic. <laughs> Especially Nairobi. Yes. If you're yes. born and raised in Nairobi, everything is has to be fast. So patience becomes uh, <laughs> towards the end. But when you become a coach, you see the importance of patience because you make sane decisions mm-hmm. when you're patient. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely agree on that. So yeah, <laughs> I, yeah I, I'm I'm not patient. So, uh, <laughs> I'm only patient when I'm coaching, but like any other parts, I'm just like, Mm-mm, let's go, let's go, know? let's go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Some people can attest to that, but uh, we'll, we'll leave that here. So how, how can we improve the sport? Um, in most African countries, I think uh, we can improve the sport, of course, number one, by getting more funding into it and also getting to make it seem like all genders can access the sport because you'll find that there's very few female coaches in Africa mm-hmm. and not only in Africa, most parts of the world when it comes to swimming. Yeah. So if we were to get like maybe sponsorships for females to go and partake the, the course of coaching in universities and wherever, I think we would grow the sport even more because yeah. people tend to gravitate towards women. Like here in Kigali, I found that um, people with younger kids think that uh, since I am a lady, I have more maternal instincts. That does not discredit the male coaches, but it would uh, make a bigger impact if we had more female coaches in the industry. Yeah. Yeah. So if there was um, such a program, I think it will really help. Mm-hmm. Also getting the male also involved in it and making them understand that it's not only a money making way, it's mm-hmm. also a way of life. Yeah. You know, because people get into swimming and they think about the money. No, there's a lot. You have to plan your schedule. There's just a lot. Mm-hmm. So if people are shown the good side of it, apart from the money, I think it will really boost the growth of the whole spot. Yeah. And also construction of heated pools, yeah. <laughs> heated covered pools for when it is cold. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people like I have encountered here in Kigali, uh, in Kenya, we have them. We have, I know you guys yeah. have so many. Yeah, we, we have, have so we have heated pools. We have uh, covered pools. So you take your pick. If you want a cold pool, you want a 50 meter pool, you want a 25 meter pool. Right. You get it. But here in Kigali, there's a limited, mm-hmm. uh, limited uh, of such uh, resources. Because you find that those who have heated pools, it's in their private homes. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and getting people, uh, strangers coming to your area is kind of, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> it's not good. So if maybe the government or anyone who wants to collab with me mm-hmm, <laughs> can mm-hmm. come on board and we can construct one heated 25 or 50 meter pool. Okay. 50 meter pool heated will cost a lot, but you never know. 
Yeah. If anybody is interested in doing that, that would be amazing because it will be a game changer. There are months that it's really cold. Yeah, yeah, Getting sure. into that cold water, even I as a coach, I do get in because I'm used to the water. But mm-hmm. you can see the struggle, especially for beginners. Somebody you're trying to convince that this is a good spot and then they get into that water at 6 a.m. and they're like... <laughs> Am I sure I'm going to do this again? Exactly. <laughs> you know, so exactly. the heated pool covered comfort, mm-hmm. even for the little toddlers, it it's, it becomes better. Yeah. So if people can invest in such infrastructures, I think it would really help grow the the whole swimming, mm-hmm. you know, swimming spot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I remember when we first met. Yeah. But I I, I work out of that gym. <laughs> yeah. I got into the pool, and uh-huh. I was like. My breath, like I lost my breath, and I was just like, "Oh, like I can swim, but damn, I may forget. I'm all, I almost forgot, yeah, yeah, you know. Like yeah. it was so cold, and I was like, you know, I was like, let me just stay in here for a while. And yeah. after a few minutes, it like warmed up, it, but like it, that initial, yeah, was a shocking. It it becomes so shocking, especially yeah. if like uh, if you're a natural born swimmer. For those who are used to doing like a kilometer mm-hmm, a day, mm-hmm. they don't have a problem with the water. But mm-hmm. beginners, and plus, this is not a culture that has been there in yeah, Africa, you know? Yeah, yeah. And especially if you don't live close to a river or any water body, it, it is not something you think about. That's the last thing on your mind. So if you come and the water is cold, <laughs> I've lost a lot of my students. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I almost lost me. And then, like, I was just like, oh my, no one's here to save me. Like this could yeah, be, you know, but I was exactly. just like, let me just, Exactly. Get my mind out of that. So, so a heated pool will make a difference. Cool. Yeah. Well, thank you. Um, yeah, we'll switch it up now to yeah. some just some fun questions. Okay. Um, so, you know, who I would who's your celebrity crush? Oh, that's a good question. I'd like to say the first person I saw swimming. <laughs> I don't know if he's a celebrity in his country, but he's my celebrity. Wow, <laughs> Billy I like Rakosi. That. I like that. <laughs> yeah, and where is he? Is he Kenyan or no? He's Burundian. That's what yeah, you said. He's Burundian, but um, he used to study, I think, at USIU. Mm. <laughs> Okay, so you know yeah. you know about this guy as well. I'm not a stalker. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was on the start list. There's always the part the swim the team that you swim for, mm-hmm. your name and everything. I'm sorry, I just went through it because his butterfly is just people talk about Michael Phelps. This guy is tall. Let's start with that. So yeah. when he swims, you can see his shoulder blades mm-hmm. literally touching and everything. Uh, he made yeah. me fall in love with swimming. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So that I is, can say that he was my crush. That is amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> All right. So yeah. second question. Uh-huh. Um, what, what superpower do you wish you had? Wow. Mind control. <laughs> that Mind is the first. That's yeah. the first. Yeah. And, yeah. and why? Um, so that I can be able to convince people who have experience traumatic experiences that uh it's okay it's okay to be in the water i like that yeah i like that i don't think i've heard anyone say mind control because trust me swimming swimming is not a hundred percent physical it's It's mental mental. it's a lot of mental because if you look at it all of us spent nine months in our mommy's tummies and over there we were swimming it's not like we were on dry land yeah Exactly. So it's something as much as we are land animals, it's something that was there for us before we even stepped onto the land. So if I could convince people that this is okay, I, like <laughs> I will that. do that. I like that. Yeah. That's that definitely, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's definitely true. Yeah. Um, last one. Mm-hmm. Um, if you could be anywhere, where would you be? Like any country on the beach, you know, I already know where I would be at this moment, but mm-hmm. yeah, where, where would you be? <laughs> Um, my country, Kenya, in Diani. Yeah, Diani. Diani. Oh, 
Yeah. yeah. I'm going to take some people there. Yeah, we're, 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 we're coming. Take me. Please take me. We're, we're definitely going. Because I, I haven't <laughs> been to the Kenyan coast, but. You haven't? I, no, You're I've missing been, out. Trust me. I've heard. You are, you are missing out. Yeah. I, I have heard <laughs> a lot about that. And they're like, why are you going to Tanzania? Like, where, why are you going here? Like, Kenyan oh, coast is amazing. It is and it's cheap. So. All right. So I'll consider that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, as we wrap up, how can people reach you? Like, how can people reach you if they want? you know, to learn how to swim, they okay. want to like, you know, get their children involved. Like, how can they reach you? Um, you can reach me through my WhatsApp number. It's uh, Rondiz, uh, that's plus two five zero seven nine one nine one nine three nine seven. So you can reach me through that. I am, I don't have a really nice social media presence, uh, but okay. my WhatsApp just works fine. You can get me through the Amazon analog as they come. So, <laughs> okay. So you can just, you, you got that WhatsApp yeah, down pat. Yes. That one I have. All right. Cool. Cool. Any questions for me? Um, when are you coming to have a workout up with me? <laughs> Cause I saw you do something in the pool, but you were, you lasted for five minutes. When it, are was we going? Cold. <laughs> it was cold. And I was just like, I know how to swim. Mm-hmm. I work out hard. Yeah. This is not happening. This is not working. Like, I need to be, we'll go to the, we'll go to the Kenyan coast and uh-huh. pool. But when I got in that pool and I lost my breath, I said, this is, this is, know, it. This this is, is it. it. Like, why am I going to torture myself? Uh-uh. Like, what is like, it, it is not, it's it's not uh, like in Kenya, we say, see, Lazima, like it's not a must. No, it's not a must. I was like, man, I can walk. I can just go run. Like running will be more painful than, than me losing my breath for like that first 10 seconds. Oh, wow. But I'm here to change your mind. Just come and have one, an, a one hour session with me. Hey, and we'll it. see what you do. I got it. Maybe we can have somebody record it and then. Yeah. Then yeah. We, we can have proof. Exactly. This. I'll definitely come through. I will hold you to that. All right, so I, li- I will hold you to that. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining with me. It was a pleasure having you on the podcast. Thank you so much. Learning more about swimming, (laughs) you know, your stories, you know, you now you're, you're holding me to come in for a training session. Definitely. So now I need to like get my goggles and like (laughs) dust them off a little bit and, you know, and just make sure I'm ready. Um, But it, it was a pleasure. Okay. Same here. Thank you so much for having me. All right. And that's a wrap for another exciting edition of Africa Sports Collective. A big thank you to Wimmy for coming, taking time out, outside of the pool where she actually lives um, and, and being a part of the show. Shout out to Norskin as well for letting us shoot here. Follow us on social media um, and also on Buzzsprout where you can download the episodes.